and welcome to the Game Dev London podcast. I'm Ros Tuplin and my guest today is a fellow host. Uh, you've probably already heard her interview with the amazing Shella Ramanan a few weeks ago, but today we're going behind the mic and finding out a bit more about the host herself. So this is your official introduction to the wonderful world of Lorraine Ansel. Hey, Lorraine. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi, Roz. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> So Lorraine will be hosting some amazing pods going forward, um, but today we wanted to find out a bit more about who she is, her experience with the industry, and just find out a bit about what she's going to be bringing to the pod in future. Um, and Lorraine, she's a distinctive voice in games, quite literally, she's a voice actor. <laughs> you may know her as Lady Love Dies in 2020's Paradise Killer, uh, which I'm looking forward to discussing. Um, but hopefully this episode will be really helpful for anyone who's working in voice acting, anyone who's interested in becoming a voice actor, or anyone who just works with voice actors and wants to know what makes them tick. <laughs> so, um, so let's get into it. Um, it feels like everybody in the industry uh, knows Lorraine, but maybe doesn't know uh, the backstory of how she came to be the artist that she is. And I know, you know, I don't know the full story. I've known you for, for years, haven't I, Lorraine? But I've no idea. Um, yeah, how you got to be uh, a voice actor. So yeah, what was your introduction to the industry and what was your first experience of working on a game? Ooh, oh gosh, that's a really good question. So I started <clears throat> maybe about 15, 20 years ago now. Um, a, a friend of a friend had said, come along, have a go, yeah. like your voice. We need someone, can you help out? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, and at the time, I hadn't really known much about voice acting. I didn't really know that this is what you could do. Um, and I kind of had seen the acting route, and that's kind of where I wanted to go down, you know, film, TV, theatre, that the normal sort of thing. Um, then I got in the booth, and I absolutely loved it. I think it was just a corporate video, which I'll talk about later, about one of the many, many genres of voice acting. <laughs> Um, but, um, I just loved it. I loved it. At that time though, um, you know, you had to go to Soho, you had to go to a big studio. There was a lot of equipment, you know, desks with all of the little knobs and levers and, or, you know, faders and things, um, and microphones and, you know, the whole setup was, wasn't accessible to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And, and I thought, no, but I really loved it. I really loved it. So, you know, I had to get jobs. I worked a lot in stuff like PR and marketing. I was taking creative writing courses. I was taking performance cl classes, um, all of these sort of things along the way. And then it got to the point where I was like, okay, I can, I can, I, I can afford to buy stuff. I can afford to set up my own little studio. I, I can do this, right? I've got this. So that's how I started. Um, and uh, I can't, I, when did I get into games now? It's about, I don't know, five, six years ago, um, like in terms of voiceover, there are over 20 different genres that you can do. And mm -hmm. I am a voice sort of generalist. Mm -hmm. I will do a bit of everything. I've done e-learning. I've done corporate videos. I've done phone messages. Uh, if you phone um, a shop down in Florida, I, I answer the phone. <laughs> saying something about your shutters for hurricane season so uh you know things like this really really fun stuff um and i started um somebody had said you know have you considered voicing in games and i was like you know what um 
I had grown up with very basic games, um, you know, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Um, there wasn't very much audio, let alone voice acting. So mm. this was very, very, I was like, oh, I haven't really considered it. And then I kind of dove into it. I took courses, I kind of met people in the industry. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. I love it. So that's how it started. And I started doing NPC characters for... I don't even know if the games were actually ever released, but I did all sorts of effort noises for things. And slowly and slowly, I started building a portfolio. And then the wonderful team, um, Paradise Killer, came um, and they said, do you want to have a go? And I auditioned and they said, yeah, mm -hmm. loved it. So um, very long story. And that's how it started. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, effort noises. Is that like the grunts and the groans? <laughs> Yeah, I love these. I love them. Because, <laughs> like, you know, recording in a space like this, mm -hmm. but I've got to make you believe that I have jumped off right. a mountain or I've jumped off a step, a little step. And somehow I've got to get that across to you <laughs> from <laughs> this, which is totally unrealistic in that sense. But I've got to make you believe that it is. Um, so, yeah, I love them. Because that's a really interesting thing, I think, about sometimes I think people think voice acting is like acting but easier. But actually, it's acting but way harder because you're having to sort of convey the magnitude of what's happening. And you exactly. can't simply rely on physicality. You have to you have to give it all through your voice. Yeah. You like we always talk about like the voice informs the physicality and the physicality informs the voice. And I'm in this padded cell trying to <laughs> trying to give you like running running I, I will have to you know, move my arms I have to get out breath because that's the only way you can convey it um but you're right you are trying to temper all of that physicality out through your voice into the microphone afterwards I have to have a lie down I, have to <laughs> lie. I really do because it's is a, it's more physical than being physical oddly enough yeah. I find so, so do you yeah. have to like psych yourself up and get in the zone before you step up to the mic? Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what it is, you you know, you kind of look at it like, okay, all right. How big is, how big is this rock? How big is this step? Um, how big is the tree that I'm climbing? You know, mm -hmm. th things that go through my mind are like, what am I wearing? Am I outside? Is it wet? Is it, you know, what shoes am I gripping for this imaginary tree? You know, it all kind of informs the character and how you're going to deliver that performance. So it's a lot of, I'd say, mental workout a lot of the time. Yeah, definitely. And with uh, with Lady Love Dies, I mean, what's it like to play uh, playing a, a playable character and having that kind of like central role? Uh, was it sort of daunting, overwhelming? Did you find that you related to the character? I just, it was, it was brilliant. So like you're never sure what the final product is. And that is that's part of the fun because you like you have a really good time, you know, reading the lines and kind of trying to bring it to life. And then you see in gameplay mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, that's me. That's me. That's me jumping off that bit. And oh, that's my that bit when I say this. And um, it's it, I find it always a bit shocking because I'm like, that's me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and my friends are like, oh, that's you. And it's just really fun because you you just want to you want the player to have fun playing the game, but you want to don't don't want to detract from the character, but you want to make that character real so that they don't notice. And I think that is 
that's like one of the weird things. It's like you want to do such a good job that the player doesn't notice that you did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I just love playing her. She's such a fun character. And I mean, I get to be Jessica Fletcher, you know, in this yeah. great world. It was just so fun. So I loved it. And it's a really great game. It's just a really mysterious game. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say much because you have to play it again. Oh yeah, no spoilers. No yeah, spoilers. but um, yeah, that's, that's definitely and the vibe of it and the whole look of it. I just, yeah, it was brilliant. Well, I was thinking because um, what our uh, viewers and listeners may not know is that Lorraine is uh, a little bit of a cosplayer, um, and uh, yeah, you you've done some incredible um, Carmen San Diego cosplay, um, and I'm wondering if you would repurpose the red coat for uh, Lady Love Dies cosplay. So. <laughs> Yes, like about, um, what's it, 20, I think was it 2018, 2019? Who knows, the years are blurring now. Yeah. Um, in the past. In the past. In days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the London Games Festival did this cosplay thing and I went and loads of people went, you know, people from, went as people from Fortnite and um, I went and as Carmen San Diego and, uh, you know, there, there's a picture of me getting arrested by two police officers. <laughs> an art gallery we're an art gallery in the city and it's just it was just brilliant i was like running around trying to steal the art and oh that was that was like best setting ever um and yeah i because i've got the red coat mm-hmm. and okay so a bit of a long story but 10 weeks ago i did break my foot oh okay in my own living room <laughs> the result of this the result of this was i got an air boot which looks surprisingly a lot like Lady Love dies boots, and I was like, "Hmm." So watch this space. Watch this space. I know you can be very creative as well because I remember last year the London Games Festival did uh, the cosplay parade digitally, virtually, and uh, you did an absolutely incredible untitled goose. (laughs) Yes, it is my own honk as well. I should I should post that. Yeah, if you if you're gonna check on my Twitter, it's one of the one of the main things. Is it? No, I better post it again. Yeah, let's let's get it on the socials because uh, yeah, it's really Definitely. something quite special. <laughs> I mean, that was great. That was so so fun. It was like it was around like, it was April last year. Yeah, everyone was in lockdown. No one yeah. had anything better to do. No, and I was like, do you know what? I have I have a white ballet tutu. Um, <laughs> I I've got some wool. I can make a beak with this. Ba- like, how creative can you be? Like, with what nice. you have, because you couldn't go anywhere. I can't buy anything, right? So I was just like, this is brilliant. And I was like, well, I have the shed. Here are all the things from the garden. So it was, yeah. It really demonstrates the uh, the imagination that you that you bring uh, that you bring to games. It's wonderful. So as a voice actor, what kind of um, what can game developers who you work with, what can they do to make your life easier? Do you have any like pet peeves when you're working with game developers? Personally, I always find it really helpful to have um, visuals mm-hmm. um, as much as you can. Visuals, sides, um, some description of the character it doesn't have to be in depth. It's just a flavor because ultimately you are asking the actor and their experience and their ability to you know, flesh out and bring this character to life. But a little bit of um, something, you know, whether it's like the costume they wear or, you know, what accent that you're kind of thinking of, what age they are, what their relationship might be to either the player or some other characters in the game. Um, That's really, really helpful. And that I always ask certain questions like, am I outside? Because outside is very different Mm. than inside. You know, if I'm outside, I might be shouting to you over there 
Whereas if I'm inside, we might be having a cup of tea and I'm not going to be shouting to you here. Um, and I also actually think um, sort of the concept art is actually really helpful. Um, not a lot of games have provided that. And I always try to ask for that because like... You know the game Bradwell Conspiracy, sort of mm -hmm. the artwork on that is just wonderful and beautiful. Yeah. And that whole world is really, really easy to understand once you see the visuals. Had you described that, you're like, oh, it's like a concrete industrial complex, blah, blah, blah. It, I don't think it would be able to grab the actor as much as just the picture. And it's such a cliche, but, you know, picture a thousand words. Absolutely, yeah. It's the other. It's the other half of your performance. It's the thing. It's almost like you're sharing the stage with visual. But if you've never seen the visual, it's like how can you bounce off that visual and and share the stage, right? Absolutely. And even if you know, because a lot of um, people consider like voice acting to be like sort of theatre of you know nothingness. But actually, the visual is just like you would be on stage when you've got the backdrop and you can see the scenery and you understand how that's going to change you know with each act as you're going to come on and stuff so I, I i i'm very visual in that sense so i find that useful um but i always find that it is a conversation you have with either you know the game dev if they're a small team or with a bigger team maybe the audio team um another thing that i find really really helpful is if there is some sort of music track not always available i know um but anything to help get into that world and especially that vibe of of the world and the character in the game yeah definitely yeah i think uh yeah there's a there's a message there for game developers uh just more information please <laughs> yes please <laughs> but it is difficult isn't it you know there's sort of so many so many different things going on and 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 things that aren't necessarily running in the kind of production order that that is most useful you know maybe something doesn't exist yet that you would find useful in order to do your job and you know it's difficult to kind of create that synchronicity I guess um, absolutely I find what is actually really helpful is actually having a voice director mm -hmm. because they often have a really overarching picture of of the whole game the whole world um so they're able to kind of relate to you oh your character um, is a I don't know is about to have a heartbreak in the next scene but you don't know that yet but you know this is how you're feeling at this moment you know and at times that voice director is able to sort of be that interpreter and give you much more of that performance and information um, so it's always good you know touch point I feel and I think it's so important as well isn't it because I, I think if you have um some iconic voice performances that can that can really make a game you know like I'm playing Hades at the moment I'm completely obsessed with it I won't shut up about it it's amazing um I mean, it's, it's great so yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's absolutely brilliant but like it's I think one of the things that makes it so distinctive and special is that it does have these amazing performances and you really it really gets under your skin in that way and and sort of then the narrative is is really exciting to you and that's what keeps you pushing and it keeps you challenging yourself and trying to achieve more um and yeah i think i mean do you have any like favorite sort of uh voice performances that have really stood out to you or um maybe even ones from childhood oh so i was very young when i saw aladdin mm -hmm. and of course the great 
Robin Williams did an absolutely fantastic job. And this is one of the first times that I, because um, he was he was a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like he was really well known voice acting anyway, but it was more that celebrity that went into sort of animation. That kind of started a whole genre of celebrities doing sort of cartoons, animations, all that sort of thing. But I watched that and I was like, oh, wow, you can actually be absolutely crazy in the booth and you can just have fun and let rip. And I think it was just seeing his enthusiasm mm. that I fell in love with. Um, and I'd seen him on Mork and Mindy as well. So I had seen that, you know, quirky weirdness was just, you know, it was kind of celebrated. Yeah. And I, I just, I just loved it. And he just, yeah, struck me as just. But this this can be a job. This can be a special <laughs> job. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And so what is it like uh, working from home? I have to ask. I mean, obviously, you've got this fantastic setup. I'm very, I'm very jealous of your, uh, your mic and your, yeah. No, I'm not going to develop an inferiority complex. I already have far too many of those. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's looking great in there. So tell me about the setup and tell me about how, you know, does it add... I suppose, extra challenges in terms of communicating, you know, what a client wants? So pre-pandemic, pre-lockdowns, I would have gone more into central London studios. I would have, you know, travelled much more um, to do um, sort of character work. That's not to say that I wasn't doing a lot from home. I was anyway. So I was kind of, you know, kind of doing a hybrid of both. And when lockdown happened, well, firstly, everyone went, oh, what, how does this work? How does this all fit together? Um, But it was really helpful to bridge that gap. And a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, we can use, there are these um, technology to connect really well in terms of the audio world. So we've got like Source Connect, IPDTL, ISDN, which is actually fading away. um, um, But there are all these other things you can do it over Zoom, which, I mean, we hadn't really heard of Zoom before, you know, last year. And it's like, that's the only way to connect. No, there are other uh, connection, communication tools available. Um, but it's been, in some ways, really good because obviously you couldn't go anywhere. Everything was shut down. Um, so this this sort of took over, um, which is great. Um, however... I love recording with people. Mm. I love, love recording people. And the vibe that you get and the ability to riff with other people in the booth is just magic. It's like, it's just like banter. It's just amazing that you can get some really amazing work out of actors when they're all together in a room and stuff. Um, and I was supposed to go into studio this week. But I couldn't. I couldn't get there. Not with the broken foot thing, and it was just. It was, it was just going to be far too much. But the wonderful, wonderful um, recording company and the client. Uh, shout out to B Seven Narration Media. Thank you very much. They. Um, they're like, not problem. We'll we'll do it. We'll we'll record remotely. So I was like, oh, yay! But that was great. Thank you. Amazing. But I, I really wanted to record with people. Yeah. I mean, you're a very gregarious person, I think, like, you know, like I say, everyone in the industry, I feel like already knows you because, you know, you're always, 
you always turn up and just have a big smile and want to talk to people and I think you know do, are you conscious of that do you and do you think you know what advice do you have for people who who sort of struggle with with networking and with with kind of finding their place in the industry I always feel the word networking is almost too heavy there's mm-hmm. far too much kind of put on that word and all it really is when you go to events or when you meet people is it's just just meeting people right um mm-hmm. and it it sounds easy and I know it's it, it's not not easy I'm actually really shy this is something that like mm-hmm. not a lot of people really know but I am really shy hence why I like to be in a little padded cell um mm-hmm. But I, I work hard to overcome that. And yeah, I ended up working like in retail. I ended up selling perfume, you know, all of these things to get over that. Um, but I just find talking to people in the real world is is lovely. I'm, re- I'm really curious as a person. I want to know what makes people tick. I am generally interested in people and what they do, um, you know, it can be not for everyone, some mm. events. So if, if you know, I, I always encourage people, if, if that isn't their thing, to go with people beforehand or meet people there when you're there to know that you have like a little group of people. And if you are a little bit shy or, or reserved or held back or just a bit overwhelmed, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a bit worrying about what we do when we, you know, meet up later on this year and next year. Like, oh, there's so much, so much going on. Um but just, just I think what works in some of the events is like chill out rooms, which I have really, really liked. You can sit there, get away from the main exhibits, all the footfall of people and just chill, just chill. But, you know, networking is just talking to people. Yeah, quite right. <laughs> well, you're very good at it and you're very good at talking. Obviously, Thank that you. is your job. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> I found the right job. Yes. <laughs> And what kind of what keeps you in the industry? What inspires you about the games industry? What all the game devs? Absolutely, all the game devs. Absolutely everything. Like I, I don't pretend to understand. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Unity, vertical slices. Like we don't understand. Like I find with game devs, like I have no idea what you're up to. It sounds important, and they're like, "Yep, don't know what you're doing," but together. (laughs) something beautiful happens (laughs) exactly and that's what i love like you know it's such a phrase you know it takes a village Mm -hmm. and it does take a village like um it's it's like every collaborative creative project it takes a lot of people and i just i really riff off that creativity and and people coming up with ideas and and i know from experience that it's going to be an iteration of an iteration of an iteration of an idea that mm-hmm. finally makes it and there's a whole lot of history that goes to getting a game shipped um but i'm i'm fascinated it's just fascinating like how you can have a concept becomes an idea becomes actually something on screen that people can see and then play yeah, it's, it's music and, yeah, it's got music <laughs> and visuals and it's a whole experience and and I'm just like, wow. Wow. It's it's a complete miracle and especially the more <laughs> the more involved in the process you become, the more it, it is astonishing that anything ever gets done. But <laughs> I mean it's true, it's a bit like the Wizard of Oz. I don't like 
I'll have a little peek behind the curtain, but honestly, I don't really want to see the whole mm-hmm. behind the curtain. I really don't. <laughs> I think it would spoil it. So are, are there any kind of uh, games that you've, you'd really love to be part of? Any, any particular types of character that you're kind of like wishing you could play? Or... Mm. So I love games like, like, have you played Alba? I love Alba. I'm like no way affiliated at all, but I have yeah. loved this game. It's so cute. It's lo- it's just it's just lovely and reminds me very much of my own childhood, um, and 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 growing up in in sort of very different worlds and stuff. So I have absolutely loved that game. I would just like to be a passerby saying "Hola, Alba, qué tal?" <laughs> That's all I would really want to do because it's such a wonderful game. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see where. And if Lady Love dies, go somewhere next, see what happens. I mean, I think um, there could be more opportunity there to, you know, maybe something else happens. Maybe she has to investigate something. I don't know. I'd love to to see her carry on. Um, also, uh, you know, seriously, Carmen San Diego animation. Come on. Hello. I want to be the evil English person who always has, you know, the British accent who's always the evil villain or something. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, yeah, I think that would be fab. I could see that for you. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but I have it like this is another thing that um in voice acting um and actors like know know where you fit. Like I'm always I always do sort of you young voices, kids voices um and for some reason they sound really sweet and innocent. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um and that's my thing. So that's yeah. my thing. Um sweet and innocent. All right. So yeah, sweet and innocent. Uh, I, I think you still can have a villain who is very sweet and innocent, um, but you know, I think it's really good to see where you can go in different areas as well. And I think it's it, it's fun for the actor and especially me. I like to challenge myself and go down different places. So, mm-hmm. And what do you think? Uh, I mean, going forward, what 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 do you think are the challenges that the games industry faces at the moment? What are the challenges creatively? What are the challenges? Um, you know, in terms of uh, business, in terms of, um, yeah, like finding new audiences, what what kind of challenges do you think there are and and what can we do to uh, to make the games industry an even better place? Ooh. Small question. It's what, yeah. It's a big deal. Uh, go, okay. Uh, <laughs> solve all um, the problems. Just solve, do solve all that. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see... Like during the pandemic, a lot of businesses have sadly really struggled. Um, And I was really happy that a lot of the games industry hadn't, you Mm. know, been affected very much, um, which is amazing. Well done. Um, I feel there is more scope for very diverse narrative driven games that have a lot of emotional storytelling and yeah exactly um like um you know before i forget i always i think this is a wonderful game and i've actually riffed off that in in games jams as well when i've written for stuff um in games on that because i think that's a really good example of how you know tackling topics that you wouldn't have necessarily thought about it's a great way to reach another audience um these topics are tackled in like film and tv 
because you've got Elizabeth is Missing, which um, um, was on TV recently. And that's, you know, that's for one audience, whereas Before I Forget, it's definitely for another audience. And I think games have that opportunity to tell those stories. And maybe that's what could happen. There could be like sort of some connection between something that's, you know, shown on TV. Like, you know, Line of Duty could then cascade into a game or it could be at the same time or, you know, I don't know. There could be much more sort of connection between the two. That would be... I think that's something that, yeah, I think um, television... uh, production companies in particular are very interested in games as a space and as as a space for um yeah like like taking the story across different media forms um and yeah there's a lot of passion and interest but it's it's you know easily said not so easily done games are difficult to make they you know we operate very differently as an industry from tv and film and so on um but yeah there's there's a lot of potential there and i think as a voice actor it must be yeah, you, you want to play characters who are um, relatable, maybe, or very challenging, or, you know, that are going to take you to a certain space emotionally. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope I hope those dreams come to pass. Um, but in your uh, in your work on Game Dev London, what kind of what kind of things are you going to be talking about? What what can people look forward to from uh, from Lorraine Ansel as a host? So we've got a few exciting things coming up. Um, so there's a whole mini series of I Am Allowed, where I interview people who are involved in the audio field mm-hmm. uh, in games, um, from you know voice directors to dialogue editors to composers. Um, and this is a call out as well. If you are interested in that field and you want to be interviewed by me, please do get in contact with us because I'd love to chat to you. Um, and because I just I love I love audio landscapes just as much as I love the visual landscapes for games so definitely get in touch if this is something you'd like to do we've also got another one where I interview people who as we talk through you know how they started in the games industry you know what piece of merchandise or game swag they have (laughs) that is really different and unusual and we've had some really I'm not going to give things away, but we have had some unusual things come through. So that's always very exciting. That's exciting. I love merch. <laughs> I love things and stuff. <laughs> I, know. I know. Somebody had this amazing, like, had notebooks in, like, properly crafted. You're like, this is a, this is yeah. not a sticker. This is big, yeah. you know. I couldn't write in a notebook if it was too beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'd like just to stroke the pages and be like, yeah. fantastic um so yeah what what are your plans uh what's next i know you've 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 sort of we were chatting about how you have quite a few things under nda at the moment so maybe this is quite a difficult question for you you to answer but what what's going on (laughs) just just to keep it vague what what are your plans what's what's happening so yes i have recorded um for a few things Mm -hmm. over the past six months uh can't say anything about them yet redacted yeah yep (laughs) it's for no uh (laughs) so there are always little things coming out um and i'm always recording something um of you know something this week i worked on um that will be coming out at some point (laughs) it's really hard to say (laughs) 
um yeah maybe to like a, a bingo a bingo like yeah you know. i've really set you a challenge here i've basically yeah. asked you yeah i've said the floor is lava get to the other side yeah exactly i was like oh my god what did it yeah so um i have of yeah over the summer months i think there will be things coming out uh, but until they say until i can say anything then yeah. my lips are sealed <laughs> You did a brilliant job there. It just goes to show you're an excellent person to work with. Because oh, was that a test? Was that a test? That was a test. <laughs> no, you did great. I'm sure. I'm sure there's all sorts of exciting stuff coming up. Um, I'm very excited to hear what you're up to next. What do you do when you're not, you know, being involved in the game making process? What are your What are your hobbies? What are you, What is the other side of you? Um, actually, so when I said earlier about like, you know, the physicality and stuff like that, like when you are in this box for a long time, um, like I, I personally have to find ways to kind of unburden that physicality because it has to go somewhere. The energy has to go somewhere. It has to complete its cycle. So either I completely crash out or like I do a lot of dancing. So I do jazz and tap and ballet. And as someone who broke their foot, this is really, really bad. Thing. I was going to say, is that, is that related to how you, how you broke your foot? No, I was just in the living room. I stepped and like my foot went under and then I fell oh. on it. And, you know, I have, I have run in Covent Garden with their cobbled streets in high, high heels for tubes and buses. <laughs> no. No, I break my foot at home in the living room. Yeah, brilliant. So, um, yeah, so like that's how I like physically, like that really helps. Um, and that's that's why I'm like, I always ask like physical questions as well in for roles because I'm just like, you know, what would the character like to do in their spare time? You know, are they this? Are they a musician? Do they dance? Do they not? Do they just like to bop? You know, that sort of thing because I think that really helps. Um, but yeah, we were supposed to be doing a show. I was in like seven numbers. <laughs> so hopefully next March, 2022. Um, yeah. yeah, hopefully that will be a big show. But we shall see. I feel like not many people managed to break their foot in lockdown. I feel like that's, yeah. that's a pretty special achievement. You've unlocked a trophy there that we didn't even know was a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Could somebody yeah there's a special <laughs> special skill <laughs> yeah. well i hope it gets better soon um but yeah it's it's been really great speaking to you and it's really interesting to uh to yeah hear more about the process so um yeah your your upcoming episodes will be um i'm sure really informative and uh and just yeah a really a really important part of the games industry that maybe doesn't get the recognition it deserves like I think there are sort of you know there's a few I suppose celebrity voice actors and I, I suppose there are a few sort of iconic performances that people you know sort of reference but I think there's a lot of a lot of really good work that kind of goes under acknowledged do you do you agree do you feel like like we should we should do more to uh to acknowledge the importance of voice acting Oh, definitely. I think um, BAFTA have really helped with the Games Awards and they've mm -hmm. got like a, you know, category for leading performer in a games as well as like supporting um, characters as well. And that's really, really helpful because I think I always feel that it helps give a message um, and especially 
it helps in terms of diversity and helps of you know recruiting people into voice roles that fulfill that character requirement and it's it it is so important in terms of how to deliver a true authentic message mm-hmm. within a game um and you know Carmen San Diego was for me one of the very very few Latinas that I had or Hispanic uh, sort of characters that I had growing up um that I had access to mm-hmm. um because I didn't have access to you know the internet at that time um and things things you'd have to ask for things on cassette to be shipped across <laughs> from various places various countries and that would take months and months so i always find that in those terms having that is so good um and just telling these different stories we all love stories like this is this is what voice acting is this is what acting is because it is really acting it just happens to be you know my, the theater of one here um it's it's the stories we we just humans love stories they do well yeah thank you so much for telling us your story today and uh yeah i really look forward to uh to seeing what you've got coming um yeah it's been a real pleasure speaking to you thank you so much thank you very much and thank you to game dev london Indeed. Thank you to our viewers and listeners. Uh, Remember, you can follow us on every platform. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, There's a buzzing Discord server and loads of events coming up, um, including lots of exciting plans for the second half of the year. So head to gamedev.london. That's the website. And thanks for listening.